Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Congratulations, you have arrived at episode 451 of the Spurs cast. The original San Antonio Spurs radio show and podcast brought to you, of course, by ProjectSpurs.com. I'm your host, Ryan McCallum, and back from the, the near dead, it would seem, because this guy hadn't been on the show in about a month and a half, it's, it, it seems like, is Mr. Jose Grijalva. Jose, welcome back to the show. This is your show, by the way. I've just been filling in for you for about a month and a half. You need to get back with it. You mean Bornstein has, the great Benjamin Bornstein. Well, I'm never, I'm always second chair to you, of course, right? The fans come to see you, and then when Ben shows up, they come to see Ben. I, I'm barely here. I just edit this. That's my contribution to the show. That and my stellar personality. There you go. So what have you been doing for the past month? Uh, coaching. Yeah. That's about it. Just coaching? Yeah. Maybe watching yeah, some basketball? Uh, Oh, off and on. Uh, when I saw who was in the finals, it was that. Eh. Yeah. You know, we didn't record a, a, a single show during the, during the finals week, right? Because um, I, I kind of had the same reaction you did. I, I, it was So Cleveland, Golden State, nah, who cares? And, and they were horrible. I mean, the whole playoffs were, were really bad, uh, especially if you're a Spurs fan. But just in general, they were bad. And then when they get to those finals – Man, that was uh, that was no bueno. Like none none of that was appealing to me. I'm glad if I could say that I could be happy for Kevin Durant. I'm happy for Kevin Durant. Uh, he got his title uh, on that one and one deal. Now I'm really interested in what he does in the off season. Although you know he's going to end up going staying at Golden State, but uh, I don't know. What was your just knowing what happened in the finals? What was your reaction to it? I mean, are you happy with it? Do you care? Uh, well, I mean, I, I kind of care because now it makes everything interesting. You, you talked about KD, what's going to happen with him. I don't – I mean, he used LeBron as an example, right? That was his example. Mm-hmm. I mean, he said that that's why he did it. I mean, LeBron won championships at, at the first part of his d- contract, right? And then he went back to Cleveland. So I wonder if he – if d- KD just wanted – the taste of a ring and to take that experience, whatever he learned in Golden State, and take it back to Oklahoma City. No. I mean, that's basically what. I mean, you never know. No, man, he's I, gone. He'll happen. never go back to Oklahoma City. That's what you said about LeBron. I'm sure, though. Uh, I I never really even considered it for LeBron. I mean, it's just sort of abnormal that you would do that after you spurn Cleveland and go go down to Miami. It just it's odd that he went back. I think it's pretty unique that he could do that. I, I mean, he's from there, right? So, I mean, Kevin Durant's not from Oklahoma City. He's not from Oakland. He has no real tie to either one of those cities. I just couldn't believe that he would go back there. I mean, he didn't even get drafted by Oklahoma City. You know, he got drafted by Seattle, so he has, like, no tie to those communities at all. Oh, with the communities, I think so. That's why it, they were all hurt with Durant leaving. I mean, it's easy for the actual uh, – uh, son from you know wherever they're like LeBron was from Ohio so I mean they had that connection right. they welcomed him back just because it's fa- he's family I, I mean you do that sometimes right like when that relatives that always messes up and you just want to disown them but you say eh they're related it's you know family. they're blood 
Yeah. That's I what mean, I mean. With Dur- but with Durant, it was different because they took him in as family and they took, you know, him leaving as a slap in the face. You know, I mean, what was this all the Katrina stuff? Remember, uh, they loved him because he helped out and then he just leaves them. I think I, you know, that just was, because uh, they view tornado. him as a son. Not, not to confuse all kinds of natural disasters. But that, that was a tornado. That was a hurricane. Hurricane. There's no, hur- uh, well, no, I know Katrina was a hurricane, but it was the, it was in Ardmore, right? The, uh, the, the tornadoes. Oh, I don't know. The tornado but, relief that, that uh, Kevin Durant was doing. Giving a mil- you talking about when he gave a million dollars up? Oh, Katrina was in New Orleans, right? Yeah. Oh, you can't edit this out, huh? God, man, um, if, you're, if you're in the Southwest, if you're in the desert Southwest, you care about nothing except dust storms, I bet. No oh, natural no. disasters. It's all just other news. It's, it's fake news it's to you. It's the sun. The sun sucks. Uh, fake news. Yeah, so I, I think they'll take him back anyways. I think they'll take him back. Uh, and this would be the opportunity to go just – I well, mean, just he's come awesome. In. Right. I mean, yeah. take him back because he's awesome. I mean, if he sucked, I mean, if you were like Blake Griffin or something and going back to Oklahoma, they take him, but reluctantly so. Why, why did you just throw Blake Griffin under the bus? Well, because Blake Griffin is not that good. And I mean, he's good, but he's not Kevin Durant good. He's not LeBron James good. He's just a above average player in the league. And I brought it up because, you know, went to college in Oklahoma. So maybe if he went back, it's not as if they... They would. They don't. They, he's not on the same level as Kevin Durant. So let me just put it that way. Kevin Durant's okay. amazing. It helps that you know if you're an amazing player, you can go anywhere, and they'll love you because you're an amazing player. Yeah, and I mean that, that that's all it is. You know, I, case in point, uh, and we'll get to this at some point or maybe even uh, right now. Uh, you know, there's Spurs fans that have. Bro. I've heard them say, you know, that they don't want LeBron. That we don't need LeBron. You know, just love. Don't come to San Antonio, LeBron. And I'm thinking, you know, how idiotic do you have to be with that logic that you right. just don't like the guy, uh, but so you don't want him on the team? I agree. You know, I think I, I again, you, I think you just made my point. Duran is great. They'll take him back. He'll go back. Why not? They can't keep all of them. Well, why would he go back? Uh, because he I, again, I think he he he's trying to pull a LeBron. Like, okay, this is the experience I had. This is what I learned from you know those guys. Welcome me back. I'll bring that experience there. I don't know, man. I, I look at him and say there's no way he's going back to Oklahoma City or anything boring in the Midwest. Now, I mean, Oakland's not like the most live town that's out there, right? But, I mean, if he wanted to stay in California, stay on the coast, go down to L.A., I get that. If he wanted to go and get a, get in the middle of what Pat Riley's doing now, again, in Miami, they're going to have a great off season down there in Miami. If he wanted to be a part of that, I could see that happening. But I mean, just kind of give it over and under that he leaves. I mean, is it is he going to come back to Oakland for that second year, or is, are you going to take the field and say Kevin Durant's gone? I'll say forty for forty for forty percent chance he leaves. Forty percent chance he leaves. I, you know, I think it's it's something like that for me. I think it's probably you know sixty percent chance that well I guess I just turned it around <laughs> this is exactly what you said I, I'm going to increase the, the percentage of him staying so I guess I'll say 70% chance that he stays at least 70% chance that he stays um, but you know th- here's the thing if he stays that team looks totally different they have to like you can't pay him and pay Steph Curry you know who again they've benefited from his contract situation for a while now that's you know coming to roost, and so you're gonna have to pay Kevin Durant. You're gonna have to pay Steph Curry. What do you do with guys like Draymond Green? What do you do with guys like Clay Thompson, and then all those other goons uh, like Zaza and, and the crew, right? Uh, David West, and just that whole Sean Livingston, the whole team, right? What do you do with that team? Because the makeup is not gonna be the same. You can't have all those guys on max deals, is what I'm saying. So that yeah, team and breaks I- up. Yeah, and the max deal for them is what forty million, I think, somewhere along those lines. Oh, so I agree. I mean, eighty million for two guys, um, right? With now they're one... awesome. <laughs> they're awesome. Yeah, yeah but like, you, your rest of your team is going to suck. So, I, if he does stay, great, you know. Yeah, but but again, if you're the Warriors, you kind of want. Well, I mean, they don't even have his bird rights, so he he would count against the cap. So the team would kind of look. Not that good, especially if somebody gets overpaid. I think Zaza is going to get overpaid. Uh, JaVale McGee, I don't know if he's a free agent or not. He'll get overpaid uh, because, again, they contributed around that system. So, yeah, I agree. That team will not look the same. Everybody had a role. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Clay Thompson had a role where he sort of – I know he said that he wasn't going to step back. He was just going to keep it going like how he does. But, again, he wasn't getting the same shots he was uh, getting before. I mean, he had to be more uh, effective. Or, I agree. Uh, more efficient. With the shots. Yeah, yeah efficient. He wasn't yeah. getting those shots, You're, for sure. Words for are hard. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so he it's had to be more efficient. It's summertime, dude. Oh, exactly. Don't I'm, think about I'm those in words. Off-season mode. Can you yeah. tell? Oh, yeah. I said that about two months ago. The, the fans of this show, our reviews show that. <laughs> so, yeah, um, they can't keep that same roster. So if I, And, you know, the way it's going to be built around now is you kind of have to have only two superstars. Even though, yeah. I mean, the the salary cap went up. I mean, the max contracts are going up. You can't pay everybody. So I agree. I think they might wing it out one more year. Uh, but after... After that, they're going to have to make some hard decisions because the the one thing that I think is going to happen this offseason, and remember this, by the way, is I think the players are who are free agents who are going to be free agents after next season, LeBron, they're going to look at that situation with the Warriors and say, do I really want to waste two or three years re-signing for more money and not being happy in this situation? That's why I think after these finals, Chris Paul might be a realistic situation for San Antonio. And I also think even LeBron, I'm calling LeBron to San Antonio. I think it's going to be a logical and realistic situation because those guys, LeBron is not going to want to tear up the East the whole season just to look for what should have been a sweep in the finals. Same thing with Chris Paul. He's not going to resign the, for the, uh, with the Clippers for years and years to just get swept by the Warriors. I think they're going to say enough is enough. They built a super team. We're going to have to do the same thing. And w- what better place to do it with the quiet superstar who dominates on both ends of the floor? Yeah, I, I, uh, I would totally agree with the latter fact. I would hate it, and I've been pretty vocal on this, if Chris Paul – I mean, you, you don't go get Chris Paul. He's not that much better than Tony Parker, you know, a healthy Tony Parker. He's better for sure, but he's not that much better. They're almost the same age. I just I, – and, and the, the money is totally different, right? So, I mean, you're, you're killing your team if you have a Chris Paul uh, join San Antonio. But I, I – in general – I agree with you. I, I think that the reaction, you saw what started happening when there was like, okay, we have to have a big three. Like we had to pair, first it was like we have to pair superstars together, right? Uh, uh, players of near equal stature, you got to pair them together. Even if they came up that way, like KD and Russ, right? We got to pair those guys together. And then the, the Boston thing happened and, oh, we got to have three. And and then they did that down in Miami, right? To, to rival Boston. And then, and then the big three is not enough anymore. You got to have the big four. And so I think the response is going to be, just like you're saying, is for that, that big four to, to start happening again. I mean, Miami's already looking that way. I mean, there's already rumors about Gordon Hayward and um, uh, Paul George to head to Miami. Uh, okay, great. So, I mean, th- there you've got, you know, a big two. Uh, Dwayne Wade comes back. I mean, a couple things break your way. you got Drogic there. I mean, there's some good, there's some good opportunity uh, for just one more piece to Miami, and then now Miami is the is the uh, king of the East. It, it's really not going to. I mean, but it, to be honest with you, wherever LeBron goes, that team's the favorite, right? I mean, that that's he's that kind of a player. Oh yeah, and again, you know, it, this is what I think that's going to make this off season interesting because the Cavs can't get any better. Like how you're saying, all the names are really going to Miami. There's some floating around with the Lakers. They got a young cheap squad with the exception of Mozgov and um, Luol Deng. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody else is, is cheaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, going back to the point with Cleveland, they can't improve. How How is Cleveland going to improve with the highest payroll in the league yeah. and really mediocre guys earning that money? Like, what are they going to uh, do? Kevin, go, go back to the finals again? I mean, it's three years in a row. Like, they're not going to get any better. Like, it's time to retry. Like, shake it why, up. That's why I think LeBron... You know, there's, you know, fans who say, well, you know, he's not going to be a free agent until next season. I don't think he has time to waste. He's, what, 32 years old? In NBA years, that's already ancient. You know, wait until he gets to 37. That's, oh, you know, oh, yeah, that's dude. He's, dinosaur he's, status. Remember, he played at 18. Right? Yeah. He was like the last round of those kind of guys that, that were high school guys. Yeah. So he's, so, like, um, he's got a lot of miles. And I think he knows that. I, I think he's going to realize that. Uh, so, you know, don't be surprised if he just tells Cleveland, Hey, I'm not going to be here after the next season, trade me, get something for me. Uh, remember they tried to do that with the, when he first went to Miami, uh, and the Raptors tried to do it with Bosch too, where they just signed and gave them the salary cap space back. But really 
you know, if LeBron leaves and you get forty million dollars back in cap space, you're not going to sign anybody. So they need to get, they need to trade people, uh, maybe overpay them uh, to go there. You know, uh, those big contracts. And you know, back to the point with uh, Chris Paul, because th- th- this is a subject that keeps getting talked around. Well, where's the money going to come from? Mm-hmm. Uh, I-, I was having a, you know, a Twitter conversation with Paul Garcia, and uh, you get some better. I friends, think he. Dude. Uh, I, it's yeah. just Paul Garcia for you. Every time you talk Twitter, it's either James Comey, Donald Trump, or Paul Garcia. And those Comey ones, we just erase them and forget what we talked about, right? <laughs> right. Uh, so, you know, from what what I understand from when Paul's tweets, you know, the CBA does not allow, you know, two sign and trades from the same team. Right. But, but remember, the Spurs have two candidates for a sign and trade in Patty Mills and uh, Jonathan Simmons. So, I mean, just logically, if LeBron would say, hey, I'm going to sign with San Antonio, I'm not going to stay here, get something for me. You can always, you know, sign and trade Simmons for $15 million and try to make up whatever LeBron's going to get later with two or three guys. So you don't have to gut the roster like some people think that you have to. Patty, he might get 18 to $20 million. I think Simmons might be around that same uh, range. So, again, if you can pay them 15 to 20 million and sign and trade them. That'll make the hit easier. You know, an example, sign and trade Patty or sign and trade Jonathan Simmons to fill LeBron's spot and throw in a Pau Gasol. You know, they get something for LeBron that they wouldn't, you know, normally if he just left out of nowhere. So um, I, I think it's a realistic possibility. I think these finals, you know, people are fed up. You know, well, it's a super team. What are you going to do? Uh, are you really going to want to overpay guys and, you know, try to fight for that spot? Or do you want to wear them out until, you know, they can't sign those guys anymore? I think the Spurs are in a prime position because this season, they all really had, all, all they really had was Kawhi. It real, yeah, I That's know, right. you know, Lamar, I know Lamarcus had these stats and people might throw stats at me, but again, he didn't dominate well, <laughs> in the way that Kawhi. That? I, it's, it's only Kawhi. Lamarcus yeah. is, is I, oh my God! I mean, what's his what's his stat line? I, I can't even recall. I st- I'm telling you, I'm on vacation mode when it comes to looking at Lamarcus Aldridge. But the the dude is is a letdown, right? I mean, right now he, he let him down for yeah. whatever reason you want to say. He let him down. It's it's only Kawhi. Yeah, and I mean the point that Lamarcus did get, they were most likely off from Kawhi, That's you know, right. or they, from they were tippings the off misses. They yeah, were t- you know that kind of thing. I mean, it, which you which you need and. You know, maybe if LaMarcus was a part of that move, I mean, he could still be an attractive piece in the league just because, you know, he's shown that talent. You know, he came over to San Antonio and became a system guy. Um, you know, he had the talent I met in Portland, right? And he came over to San Antonio and a system guy. I mean, sometimes it just doesn't work out at, at, a, at a location. And then you go to your next location and you're amazing. So I'm not trying to, like, kill LaMarcus's trade value or anything like that, but... You're right. It's, it was not. just it was just Kawhi. But you know, I want to back up something real quick because you know you said uh, yeah, Golden State's a super team, which is true. Um, but Cleveland's a super team too, right? I remember how they got constructed, right, by moving around uh, Andrew Wiggins, players that aren't you know that it's going to take too long to develop, or so coach and GM and player LeBron James thinks, and so they construct this super team. So I, the super team bug is is already happening. Well, in in a sense, yeah, I never thought of Kevin Love as a dominant player to really be part of that super team. But at I, that I, time, though, dude. But at no. that, remember when that was going on at that time, it was like it was the rush to say who's going to get Kevin Love. Oh yeah, but I mean, personally, I never thought about him that way because in a in a trash team like the Wolves were, there has to be some guy with an inflated numbers. Right. Love did not dominate the game that much, you know, for him to be considered one of those guys. I thought Kyrie was or is one of those guys that can be considered as one of the big three. But yeah, I mean, it was just two with LeBron being having to be the guy that that has to step up, and I think, uh, you know, he wants to be part of a system that they don't you know they don't wait for lebron to you know to dominate that's what they that's what the cavs are doing it was get lebron the ball if he needs help and we kind of need to step up we'll do it as opposed to you know i think he wants the miami type of situation where if he's the best player he'll do the job but again he has to switch those uh those uh i was going to say reps and sets like it's the gym talk but he has to you know switch those you know plays one him one weight uh for him to get comfortable like that again I, obviously Wade can't do it at this point of his career but uh, Kawhi is the most logical situation because Kawhi is really right now he's playing the LeBron role what LeBron went through in the east that they had to depend on him and he was the the main option that's what Kawhi went with the Spurs 
right. you know, once Kawhi went down, it was, well, who's going to score? Who's going to defend? No, nobody. Right. I mean, then they get blown <laughs> out, even though they give a, you know, they give a puncher's chance or whatever you want, however you want to say it. But uh, again, he was really the only option. So I think that's a good thing that's going to come out of these playoffs. We're going to see people want to take these guys down. They're going to assemble. And uh, I think they're going to put the league in the best case situation. And again, in that situation, I really think it's going to be San Antonio for LeBron. I, I really think he's going to be looking at that situation in San Antonio. And he loves Pop. Pop loves him. The team USA, you know, they're, they're both going to be together. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I think San Antonio is going to be really the baby face, the, you know, the, those who are going to get cheered to take this super team down. So, I, I, again, I think this is the prime situation for LeBron. Be the superhero, be the baby face, take those guys down. Yeah, I, I agree with you, and I love that position that San Antonio could find themselves. I mean, heck, they're there now, right, because it's, I mean, they're the second-best team in the West, had the second-best record in the NBA uh, throughout the year. <clears throat> I just look at I just don't, I could not believe a LeBron James in San Antonio story. I, I, for me, it's just still far fetched, and I don't know why it is. Because you, I mean, you're you're absolutely right. He would play brilliantly alongside of a guy like Kawhi. Um, you know, you you've got Tony Parker in there, and and that's fine from a point guard position. That's that's okay. No no problems there. Fifteen points, we'll take it. Uh, and then you've got Lamarcus down there. I mean, uh, Lamarcus got to be better than Zaza, right? So I mean, you start you start adding up the pieces. And uh, San Antonio seems like a nice location. I, I just I keep wondering about um, the Miami Heat, and I I just keep I keep I don't like keep going back to the same old storylines. But man, Pat Riley, it's just like the guy is going to assemble another wonderful team. And remember, you still have Whiteside down there, who's a really good center, uh, especially in the East, a really good center for the East. I, I could just see LeBron going right back. I can see him going right back to Miami. I can see KD going to Miami. Either one of those guys. Oh, my gosh. Really? <laughs> KD to Miami? Let me ask you this, though. If you're LeBron, and, okay, who who do you have on the heat if he goes back to Miami? Because, well, I mean, to go to, to go back to Miami, him and Pat Riley did not end on the best terms, even right. with the city. Right. Uh, but, again, he went back to uh, to yeah. Cleveland. So, you know. But, I mean, he would want to take the most money in that situation, right? Because, sure. technically, he's still going to be the best player. So, who can you see? With Whiteside on the team, LeBron on the team, who's going to be that third guy? Well, no, they're talking about, yeah, not with just LeBron going there by himself and like LeBron and Whiteside. I don't see Durant doing that either. I know you're laughing at me there, but I, I if it's just Whiteside, that's not attractive to go there. And, and I don't think that Miami's an attractive no situation overall, even though they've got a coach of the year contender and Pat Riley up there in the in the, the front office. Just Whiteside alone is not enough, and, and Drogic too. That's not enough when we're at Dion Waiters, right? <laughs> That's not enough to get him get him motivated. But they're talking about putting Paul George and Hayward on that team as well, and they could afford it. Remember, neither one of those guys could get a max deal. Yeah, so, but right now they have um, well, Chris Bosh, his salary would be stretched out, right? Something like that. Right. So Whiteside's at twenty three, twenty three million. Drogic, uh Wayne Ellington is at six. Drogic is at 17. So you got uh, 23 plus uh, 17 is math is hard. 40. 50? 40? <laughs> no. 40, whatever. Yeah. 40. Okay, so you got 40 million there. Right. Plus LeBron would be 30, 40, 70. Plus one of those other guys would be 20, 20 to 30. You, you don't have room for that third guy or for the fourth guy if you want to count Drogic or, you know, whatever. So I think that that's not a bad, that's not a good situation. I think he'll think about it in that way. Mm. The the way I think LeBron is going to think about it is which team do I go to, not to reach the finals, but to beat Golden State. And if there's somehow, you know, if he can leverage the, hey, I'm going to leave anyways, get something for me. If you're the Spurs, and, and again, he would want to go to San Antonio – you have that Jonathan Simmons sign and trade. If you could get Jonathan Simmons to sign for $15 million, Pau Gasol is at $15 million. If he opts in, you can trade them both, maybe with uh, you know a pick or you know Kyle, your boy Kyle Anderson or even Bertans. You trade those guys, and you can keep LaMarcus Aldridge with Kawhi and LeBron. I think that's enough. But you know any oh, sure. other team, I don't think any other team presents the best situation to beat Golden State. I mean, if he goes to the Clippers, can they beat uh, Golden State? Absolutely not. 
even even with that team i i think the clippers are so they have such a fatal flaw in that system number one doc rivers i'll call an uh, i'll call an overrated coach i will i will agree with big baby on that because he had the right situation in boston but other than that you know again deandre jordan is a liability blake griffin if he were to stay there he's a liability because of his health mm-hmm. chris paul they would have to center the offense still around him i mean because with those th- three guys with paul griffin and uh and jordan let's say for in some way they get lebron in with that group you know they can't they those guys cannot play without paul you know without the ball movement right. they they're used to that so we don't even know how lebron will fit in that system but again it, it it's it's such a fatal flaw within that system and the coaching san antonio is the only one that presents the best situation for him to win i oh. think that i think that's the only way he has to think about well, it I, yeah Other- i would agree with you i mean think of a pedigree why would you go to to the clippers they they they're a horrible franchise they they can't win even despite having two superstars and and then deandre jordan right They've got those guys. The pedigree is just not there. Now, LeBron, being in Cleveland, I mean, of course, you get drafted by Cleveland. It's your hometown, right? Uh, or home state, rather. And then the Miami deal, I mean, you could see that from a, a mile away. You've got a great pedigree there, a recent champion. You've got, um, or you, you did have, at the time that he went, Dwayne Wade. And then, of course, you had already worked out the deal, kind of back channel for Chris Bosh, who was a great, I mean, people forget just how good Chris Bosh was with Toronto. Um, just carrying that team, you know, year in and year out. I mean, it was just amazing. And so uh, that makes sense. I don't know why he would go to a team like the Clippers. I, I'm not sure there's another team in the league other than maybe Boston or San Antonio that, that has that kind of pedigree and is, is on the cusp right now. Yeah, and, and let me bring up this situation. Let's see what, what, what you say about this because, again, there's that pesky little uh-huh. situation with Tony Parker yeah. who I think – I mean he wants to be back by January, right? Some, right, somewhere along those lines. Which I think is I, good I think for him. I think it's good for I San think, Antonio and good for him. Oh, absolutely not because, I mean, You're bro, he, he tore it right off. He tore the quad right off, right? I think that's – I. I'm I saying the surprised. rest is good for him. Like he oh. doesn't have to come back until – you get to miss like three months of the season. If you come back at the end of January, uh, you get all of that rest. I mean, remember, he's an older guy now, which sucks because I'm older than him, <laughs> right? But he's an older dude and uh, NBA standards, and he gets all that rest. Assuming that he comes back healthy, you know, and ready to go, fully conditioned, all that kind of stuff, man, I think it would be great to not have to play. I think he's done. I, I think it'll get to that point in the offseason where, again, I, I think he's going to be sort of rethinking, and I think he's done. I don't think he comes back. Maybe if he could trade that contract to the you know Cavs and maybe you know he could bring something to them. Because, again, it's a contract year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for him, so uh, he would be off the books. But you can sign a cheap guy like Derrick Rose. You know, Imagine Derrick Rose, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, and LaMarcus Aldridge on the floor at the same time. Uh, absolutely can tear apart Golden State. So again, that's how I think LeBron's going to see it. And I think he could bring in some minimum veteran minimum friends. Hopefully not James Jones. He's been to the <laughs> right. final seven right. years in a row. Just retire already. But again, I think he could lure some people in there. Maybe a Dwayne Wade. You know, I could even see Dwayne Wade in that situation coming to San Antonio, just following LeBron and trying to take the the so-called new dynasty before it even becomes a dynasty down. Uh, so again, I think that's going to be the best situation. That's how LeBron's going to see uh, see it in his mind. Uh, but I would be surprised. I, you know what? I'll, I'll give a percentage on that. I'll say a seventy percent chance he goes to San Antonio. See, you're just throwing out numbers right now to yes, I am to to get the Twitterverse on fire. Seventy percent. I mean, who else is saying LeBron? As far as NBA punditry, like who who else is saying LeBron to San Antonio? I mean, is that a popular thing? The only place I've heard uh, it is from you. It's on the Espen. Uh, what, what's the name? Max. That's his name. Kellerman, right? Yeah. Uh, he said LeBron should go to San Antonio. I said it a week before the finals ended, which was what last week. <laughs> oh yeah. gosh, it's summer. Yeah, but I did it's, say yeah, it. I said you it. versus Max Kellerman, man. Jeez. Yeah. The the, the beef is, is serious. Yeah, he should get a podcast. Um, uh, yeah, okay. No, but I, yeah, I, I think it's a seventy. I'm I'm being honestly realistic. I think he's gonna lose patience because I mean, again, he, like how you agreed, there's nothing they can do with that roster. If you trade away the pieces, then you're stuck. You're still stuck. 
Right. Uh, so I, you know, and that, and it's better for him just to leave the situation. All he promised was a championship, right? That, that's oh, all yeah. he promised. He yeah. gave them the championship. I think that burden is off his shoulders. I think they'll be okay with, you know, wherever, wherever he goes and, and they, and them starting over. I, I would, I would totally agree. I, I think that, I mean, now is the time he could do them a further solid by saying, look, you got to rebuild. You got to, just like you said, like, just give them an opportunity to, to tell them now, Hey, I'm, I'm going to be out of here in a year. You should trade me right now. Um, you know, cause I'm still a year younger, right? Everybody else is looking at those miles that are on him as well. Uh, you know, risk injury, all those kind of things. It, it just makes sense for him to leave. That team's is going to be competitive because they're in the East. But I mean, put it this way, like, any of those teams who had come out of the West, with the exception of probably Houston, like San Antonio or Golden, it didn't matter who won the West. Like they were going to kill the Cavaliers. Yeah, I mean San Antonio. Assuming, of course, you don't lose Tony Parker, you don't lose Kawhi Leonard. San Antonio would have beat up on the Cavaliers. And I think that's how he's going to think about it. Yeah. And again, it's it's not only. I mean, you mentioned Tony Parker, but I think it's just Kawhi. The fact that he plays both sides of the floor, well, yeah. he's insanely conditioned, <laughs> right. uh, and really the system allows the role players to thrive in it because uh, even though it was iso ball, those guys still get their looks. Uh, so and I and again, when he's an efficient there, shooter, I mean he he was he was a lights out, he turned into a lights out shooter this year, but it's not like Kawhi was getting a lot of shots. I mean he was getting more shots than anybody else because he's the best player on the team, but it's not like the dude was jacking up thirty shots a game. Yeah, and a tidbit here, which will I think will also push LeBron to San Antonio. Him and Dejounte Murray are friends, so again, you know he could be a starting point guard. Uh, Murray, Leonard, I totally forgot James. about Dejounte Murray. Uh, of course you did, because <laughs> you hate him. No, no, I love Dejounte uh, Murray, man. That's awesome. Oh, then why do you forget him, bro? Uh, but yeah, I mean the center, just some. I mean the center, anybody. I mean bring Rosho back; they'll still thrive. Yeah, I mean, you could get cheaper. I mean, that's the benefit of having a guy like, well, certainly a guy like Kawhi. And, and if you had Kawhi and LeBron on the same team, you could get cheaper at every other position, right? I mean, you could get cheaper at every position. Like your point guard becomes suddenly less important, right, in a lot of ways. Because either one of those guys, can bring, Kawhi or LeBron, can bring the ball up. Um, I mean, they're going to have the ball in their hand 50% of the time anyway. You know what I mean? So all the way around could get cheaper. The bench could get cheaper. Yeah, and they're cheap already. I mean, Bertens is cheap. Yeah. Uh, Murray is cheap. Forbes is cheap. They have those cheap pieces around right now. They still have the D-League to work with uh, to bring guys up. So Orlando uh, Johnson, I'm pulling for you. Yeah, and, you know, again, you just mentioned, well, whoever came out of the West was going to beat up Cleveland. Mm -hmm. And I think LeBron knows that. And again, why not just go to the other team that was going to beat you anyways? That was just a foot under the sh- under your best play <laughs> under their best player yeah. when they landed. They you know they could have it could have easily taken out Golden State if they kept playing that same. That's way. the other good thing to think about is that uh, maybe Golden State wasn't even the best team in the West, right? <laughs> I mean, because San Antonio was murdering them before Zaza did that bogus stuff, right? So. You know, maybe LeBron's sitting there thinking, well, you know, we just lost to the second best team in the West. You know, and they and the, the team, the, the best team in the West didn't even have Kevin Durant on their team, right? And I, I want to walk back something that I said before, that a, any of those teams would have beaten, any of the teams in the West in the final rounds would, would have beaten um, Cleveland. And I said, nah, Houston wouldn't have beat them. I think, that, I take that back. The only guaranteed loser it would be, would have been Utah. I'm not, I'm not 100% that Houston couldn't have beat Cleveland. So, I mean, you've got three teams there. And tell me if you disagree. I, mean, I think Cleveland probably would have pulled that one out but if it was Houston-Cleveland in the finals. But you've got three really competitive teams at the top. And if Houston doesn't go total insanity in this next year, they should be the third best team in the West again. Right? And so I think it's going to be a tough... And of course, Houston is not a destination for... You, you can't play anybody of stature with James Harden. Right, he, he, you cannot put somebody else on that team. It's just not going to work out because you're not going to get your shot. But I mean, Houston, the way that they were constituted, I mean, I think they were a really solid team too. Yeah, uh, but I'll disagree with them staying at the top. I think uh, teams are again. It, it it only takes a year except for the teams to realize, okay, that that everything's going through Harden. Well, just let Harden beat you by himself. And I think teams will do that. Literally, put your hor- most horrible defender on Harden. Mm-hmm. 
or leave them a little bit wide open and just shut everybody else down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, that would be the end of the Rockets. So, and I agree with you that they can't sign anybody else uh, of stature, you know, uh, you know, a really good player to compliment Harden because it, that's one of the things. And I say this all the time with uh, with the coaches here in the city league. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter how bad they are. The fact that if they're head coach one time. In their minds, they they're not an assistant anymore. They're I mean they're legit in their minds, and I think that's the problem with James Harden now. The fact that he used to be a six man, now they moved him to to the starter. He's the best player on that team. He's not going to really you know give up the touches, give up the role for anybody else. That's why he doesn't fit next to a LeBron because he would have to have the ball every time right. and run the offense through him. Same thing with the big man. Uh, you know, with that post up game, they're not going to post up, especially D'Antoni. So, you know, it's all going to be hard. And I think that's that's really going to be his legacy, I think. He's he's going to be on bad teams because he's the only guy because he has to be the only guy. So I, I think they fall off next year. I'll stay seventh seed. Well, we will uh, – seventh seed. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, you better write that down. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm jotting all of this down for the prediction show for next year. But, uh, but okay, let's move off of that and, uh, and quickly kind of run through the awards. I know we're going to record – uh, again, here pretty shortly because the uh, the NBA awards now they're at the end of the year. Uh, those are nigh upon us here in just a couple of weeks. So we'll, let's make a quick run through and, and talk about the categories where there's a San Antonio player, uh, and we'll start with the fan voted things. Um, there there are a lot of different fan awards. I mean, there's per, and just stupid things, too, <laughs> stupid names, right? There's the assist of the year, performance of the year. So get how generic that is. Performance of the year. Game winner of the year, block of the year, best style, <laughs> dunk of the year. Uh, those are those are the the fan voted categories that are just ridiculous. Um, and but but uh, San Antonio does have uh, at least one contender for one of those one of those uh, uh, categories. You could probably guess it's the block of the year. Manu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's gonna. Oh, that could have been it. Good. That could have been it. Uh, but it's not. It's it's not the Aww. one that made the finals. So Miami's got one with Hassan Whiteside. We talked about him a little earlier. Kristaps uh, Porzingis versus Brooklyn. I don't really remember that one. Uh, and then of course the San Antonio's Kawhi Leonard versus Houston. When you know he went coast to coast on on uh, on James Harden. I think that's a shoe in for for Kawhi. And not not remembering the other two blocks. I I think that's a shoe in for Kawhi. Don't you agree? I mean, that was amazing. People were talking about that for a long time. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think he'll win. <laughs> no, because I think the Manu block has just made everybody forget about that one, uh, even though the, the voting has ended. Or no, it was still going on around that time, right? So, no, I, I say the probably the white side one because it's white side. Okay. Uh, here's one. that I mean, that's the, that's the end of San Antonio as far as these ridiculous categories. But let me... Let me give you a couple of, of other ones of note. There's performance of the year. Uh, Russell Westbrook's uh, in there with the most points in a triple-double versus Orlando when he had 57 points in the triple-double. Uh, so he went 57, 13, and 11 in that line. Golden State, when Clay Thompson had 60 points in three quarters against Indiana, that's another one. Um, James Harden, this is what totally devalues Russell Westbrook. And, I, and I'm telling you, this is going to be the end of Russell Westbrook MVP talks. Is because of this. So Houston, uh, James Harden's nominated here because uh, he had a triple double of fifty three, sixteen, and seventeen. That's like the craziest line I, I may have ever seen. <laughs> and so, I mean, performance of the year. There's no way that one doesn't win. Uh, there's one more entry though, and that's your boy Devin Booker in Phoenix with that bogus seventy point game versus Boston. Uh, he totally deserves it. I think because come on, cut Phoenix some slack. It's not like they're going to go anywhere anytime soon. Just give them this. Have them something to enjoy. They'll probably raise a banner. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was crazy. I mean, James Harden's line there. I mean, because you think of this, they had Russell Westbrook got there for the most points in a triple double, fifty-seven, thirteen, and eleven, and you know he's Mister Triple Double. But even in the area of triple doubles, in this performance. You know their best per- triple double performances. He's only four points better than James Harden, and he's three um, uh, assists less, and he's six rebounds less in their triple double. I mean, James Harden has more consistent and better performances. In my mind. Uh, we talked about Kawhi Leonard. Let's see, best style. 
So stupid. But Amon Jumper. Dressing style? Yeah, dressing style. Amon oh, Jumper, Dwayne Wade, and Russell Westbrook. Yeah, it's got to be Westbrook, of course. Um, okay, so let's go to the actual NBA awards, the legitimate ones. Uh, sixth man of the year, it's uh, Eric Gordon. This is cool that Houston has two players. Eric Gordon, Lou Williams, and Andre Iguodala. Uh, who votes on this? The uh, execs, right? Uh, media. I think it's media. media, right? Yeah, it's all media for these ones. Uh, well, I'll say Gordon. Uh, yeah, I got. I have to agree with you. It's got to be Eric Gordon. I mean, Lou Williams wasn't even there all year. Uh, defensive Player of the Year, the ones that we really care about, uh, Rudy Gobert, Draymond, and Kawhi. Kawhi. I, I think it's Kawhi as well. That's that's uh, Ben Wallace, I think, was the last guy to three-peat. A uh, little fun fact for you there. Most Improved Player, uh, Giannis, Gobert, and Nikola Jokic. Uh, I'd like to say Jokic, but I'll say uh, Giannis. It has to be Giannis. Um, I would think so because he's got to win something because he had an incredible year. I just don't remember him at all in the in you know last year. I don't remember him at all. You know, I knew he was there, but uh, it, I would agree. I mean, he's got to be the most improved. Uh, and Gobert has always been good, right? I mean, he stepped it up this year, but he's always been good. Uh, rookie oh, yeah. of the year: uh, Malcolm Brogdon, Joel Embiid, and Dario Sart. Again, two 76ers on the Rookie of the Year, even though Joel Embiid didn't play half the year. Um, so, so uh, Sarix, I don't know. I don't care. I don't, I don't know who the other two were, and I don't think it'd be should win. Just a draw. Just break the, <laughs> just just break the just little trophy. <laughs> yeah, just break the trophy into three pieces. All right, so here, uh, here's another one that we really care about. Don't think we win this one, meaning the Spurs. Don't win this one. Coach of the Year, Mike D'Antoni, Spolstra, and then Pop. Um, well, Spo did overachieve, but uh, it's D'Antoni. I, I think the fact that everybody wrote off D'Antoni when he got that job, mm-hmm. and then he, you know, really had one great year. I, again, I think they're still going to fall off, but he overachieved this year, so I think it has to be him. I don't think that Popovich can win when he's got, you know, you lose him. He, he's nominated here because they had another great season. It's just, it's like a lifetime achievement award. He should always be nominated for this. You know, moving forward, he typically is nominated. Uh, I, I just you lose Tim Duncan, and that's horrible, right? And they still had an, an incredible performance this year. But I don't think you can win the award when you've got presumably the second or third. You have a top three talent in the NBA on your team, and I'd only put it, you know Kawhi in the category of like LeBron James or Kevin Durant. And you have that guy on your team. I don't see how you can win Coach of the Year. Uh, when you've got that kind of star power, I think D'Antoni wins just because of, I mean, just the fact that he convinced James Harden to change positions and for everybody to play this totally different style of game. And, um, you know, the players that he acquired, I mean, he got like life out of Nene, uh, that, that I thought was, was, oh yeah, Nene, man, that's got to be a, uh, on our list. I don't think he's a free agent. It's got to be on the list. Um, list for what? Uh, cheap positions that you can put around. Uh, LeBron in San Antonio. Oh, oh gosh, no! <laughs> you keep your Houston bias over there, sir. He played there one year. I don't think he's a, a real rocket <laughs> player. Uh, but you know, I'd love to see uh, Spolstra win. Uh, I think he, like you said, he way overachieved. Uh, had a horrible start to the year. Totally turned the thing around. I, I just think that Spolster should win. I don't think he will. I think he'll be D'Antoni. Um, and then finally, the most valuable player. You got James Harden, you got Russell Westbrook, and you've got Kawhi. Kawhi, I I think Kawhi as well, uh, and I I really hope so. Uh, but I think it's a legitimate shot. I don't think Russell Westbrook wins it because the triple jumble stat. First off, that's a bogus stat because you know if you go ten ten and nine, it's not like you had a horrible day. You know what I mean? Like just because you get that extra little assist and now you get a triple double, well, you know what what does that really say? You know, it's it was the big difference between a guy who got. 10, 10, and 9. You know, nothing. And the, one rebound or one assist. <laughs> okay, that's the difference. Yeah, you're right. Technically, you're right. James Harden had better performances. Um, he was not that far. I mean, he didn't have all the triple doubles that – I mean, it was crazy. Russell Westbrook averaging all those triple doubles. James Harden's team was a lot better, and they were better because of James Harden. 
Um, and selflessly, even though the guy scored a ridiculous amount of points, he, he put himself in a pretty self, selfless position, which is uncommon for a guy like that, specifically that guy. Uh, and he overperformed. I thought he had an awesome year. That said, those guys are going to split votes, you know. Um, and I don't think that everyone's going to have them one two, you know. Uh, I don't think it's like, it's like uh, I think that that Kawhi Leonard is going to get in there with a lot of two votes, and I think the other guys are going to split one two, and I think Kawhi Leonard can take it. I yeah sure, I think he wins. I, yeah, that's all. Okay, good analysis. Let me ask you this because we're going to end this right. <laughs> and not a moment too soon, man. What a jerk! You come, you're on vacation. You got no time for anybody else. No, this is because of that Houston bias that just reminded me. What did you think when your boy Robert oh, Ory, yeah, twenty times better than the great Tim Duncan? Explain yourself. Um, explain him. <laughs> uh, my hero, my, the subject of, of one of my books, right? Um, I. I don't think it's it's explainable. I don't think it's defensible. I, now I got to tell you, he's Olajuwon's the best foreign-born player of all time for sure. I, I mean, he's he's the best foreign-born player of all time. I mean, and it's tough because I mean, obviously Tim Duncan is also in that category, being from the Virgin Islands. But you know, like real foreign-born player. I don't know how else to say that. You know, I mean, Olajuwon is is all time. I mean, he's amazing and. Uh, you know, didn't necessarily change the game. Just did what he does extremely well. So versatile. Um, he's he was just amazing. I, I don't know who would win in a one on one, Tim Duncan or Olajuwon. My guess is it would be Olajuwon because he's faster, quicker, uh, has a little bit of size, all those kind of things. To say he's twenty times better, though, I mean, it's like if you think that Olajuwon's better, he's slightly better. And, and I don't want to hear about who won the most the, the titles during those times. I mean, they, they played at different eras. You know, you had Tim Duncan played. Con- well, let me back out of this. Because you had, you know, when, when Olajuwon, they won those two titles. And let's just be, just be honest. It's because of the gambling thing with Michael Jordan. He, quote, unquote, retired for a couple of years, right? I mean, if Michael Jordan stays there in the East, he's got like eight titles now, right? Jordan does. So they, they were they were very opportunistic and, and, and won during the time when Jordan was gone. Tim had to play in the Shaq and Kobe era, right, as well. And they had their streak. And then they beat him. You know, they had to play him in conference and, and beat him multiple times uh, uh, to move on. So I, I, I think if you say that Olajuwon's better, I think it's slightly better because they kind of had similar careers, I think, um, not 20 times better. I know that was a long rant. What do you, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, you have to acknowledge the greatness of Olajuwon for sure. I, first off, I, I wonder why he said that. Yeah, uh, it's it, totally it was unprovoked. Just you know, like what are you doing, man? Like what are you doing? Uh, and and the, apparently there's a petition petition to have him uh, taken off the San Antonio Hall of Fame or something like that. He, he was in there. Uh, people take this too seriously, but you know, he, he his method of of what do you mean? His, however his he jersey's can, not going to be up there anymore. It's it's know. up there, right? Because he has multiple titles. It's right next there to Avery Johnson's, right? Oh, that's right. Avery Johnson, the guy who contributed the least. His thing is his roster's in the rafter, or his jersey's in the rafter. Rafter. That's cool. In the rafter. See, you your hating makes you mispronounce words. That's how you know you're hating. I know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was just caught off guard by it. Even Stephen Jackson, who you know Spurs <laughs> yeah. fans have this hate for nowadays, right. and you know his. Um, I, I was just dumbfounded by it. I wonder what the lo- – I mean, his logic was he rates players by what they can't do. Which and I, granted- I kind of like that. I, I mean, that's that's interesting. It's an interesting way to think about it. Uh, yeah, but I mean, he, so he could do more things than Duncan. But Duncan was more – I mean, yeah, Dream had more more uh, more moves, more you know, better footwork. Uh, but, you know, the, the one thing that I think uh, we're sort of – and I think Ori – sort of um miscalculated in that assumption is he played with Duncan when he when he turned into a methodical player. You know, he wasn't using his mm-hmm. his athleticism, his speed. Yeah. It was more, you know, getting guys into foul trouble. You know, Olajuwon, I, I think Ori had him in his tenth year or something like that. Ninth, you know, around that time. He was still effective. So so I think he caught Duncan really not at the end of his career, but more at the 
conservation of his career right. where he wanted to, uh, you know, become a, you know, uh, effective for the longer time. Something Elijah one wasn't, you know, he sort of just laid it out there. Again, he mentioned his worth, his worth, work ethic, which was better than Duncan's from Ori, uh, Ori's point of view, which I, I would tend to agree. You know, he saw all of them. Uh, so again, you know, uh, Dream went ham on pra- in practice. He went ham in the game. Duncan did. I'm sure he didn't go uh, in practice as hard as Elijah. And went hard, you know, at least more methodical in the game. That's why he lasted all those seasons, uh, what, 20 seasons, right, or something along those lines. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I think he just miscalculated on it. I think he got Duncan really at that point where he wasn't effective. If he would have played with Duncan in 98, 99, especially that 99 championship and mm-hmm. afterwards, I think it would be Duncan over Olajuwon. But I think he's just rating them. He had he was with Olajuwon during that dominant run in his career. He was next to Shaq during that dominant run in his career. And he was next to Duncan when Duncan said, okay, we have two other guys who can t- take over the offense. I'll you know, I'll um, defer to them most of the time. So I, I just think he miscalculated. I still love him, though. I mean, Spurs wouldn't have that, you know, t- wouldn't have titles without him. 05, that those that big shot, that big dunk. Mm-hmm. 07, uh, he had a boatload of uh, blocks in, against Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he he contributed. I just think he missed single handedly got rid of Steve Nash. I mean, there, there's there's oh, a can't whole forget lot, that there's a whole lot of love for Robert Ory for sure. I I just question like you didn't have to say it. That's with most things in life, right? If you, when you get in trouble, it's because you opened your mouth when you didn't have to. Like you just now, didn't have to say anything. Now you know how now, now you know how Paul Garcia and Michael DeLeon feel when they hear this podcast. Right, right. Well, you then, didn't have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, then let's just end it until next time. So we we didn't talk about the Spurs new alternate logo. We didn't talk about Rodman North Korea. Uh, we'll have to get to all of those fun facts and uh, and, and some Trump talk maybe in, in the next round of this, but. Uh, that's it for this episode of the Spurs cast, man. 451. That's, that's pretty impressive by any standards, even ours. Uh, so, uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at the Spurs cast, catch up with Jose at JRG 1023. Me, I'm at Ryan MC underscore PS. Follow us, follow any of the project Spurs folks at project Spurs. Jose, thank you. And to you listeners, you are welcome. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.